Welcome to the Culture Shapers podcast with author, leadership expert, and co-founder of the Daniel Center of Leadership, Marcus Benjamin. At the Daniel Center, our vision is to develop and deploy godly leaders, and you fit that description. Here's Marcus for today's message. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Culture Shapers podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Benjamin, and as always, we are privileged to have the opportunity to share with you. Thank you for taking out the time to listen to the podcast. And remember, share the podcast with your friends. Share it via your social media network. Uh, Let people know that there is a podcast that's out there that's uh, initiated by an African-American that's impacting culture, impacting uh, the kingdom of God, as well as business and the various other sectors of society. People need to know uh, that this podcast is out there because it's really changing lives. So I want to encourage you to, uh, to share, share, and uh, share again. So today on our uh, podcast, we have a great kingdom of God leader, a great businessman, entrepreneur, minister of the gospel, uh, and a growing friend uh, to uh, my wife and I. We had the opportunity to have him with us. Uh, at the Daniel Center of Leadership uh, in Fort Mill, and he really blessed the people. I mean, the people are still talking about the content, the strategies, the insight uh, that that he has brought uh, to us. And so uh, we receive today, welcome Dr. Robert Watkins of Atlanta, Georgia. Dr. Watkins, thank you so very much for being with us on the Culture Shapers podcast. Bishop, thank you so much for having me here, and it's an, always a pleasure to uh, to walk with you and and to um, help to expand your vision to impact souls around the world. So it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dr. Watkins will be providing uh, his uh, contact information uh, for his his company as well as following him on social media toward the end of our podcast. But, again, for those of you who are brand-new listeners, let's take a moment and share with you exactly what is the Culture Shapers Podcast. The Culture Shapers Podcast is designed to help you as a believer be an ambassador uh, for Christ in the marketplace, in the various sectors of society, that your profession, your career, uh, your business is an opportunity for God's influence uh, to be expanded. Culture is like a lump of clay. Oh, you remember that lump of clay, Play-Doh, that you received in uh, kindergarten and your kindergarten teacher said to shape it in whatever you wanted to shape it in. So culture is like that lump of clay. But the ideas and the ideals of men shape culture into a specific function, and it gives it a specific trajectory. But God wants to use you and your profession, your career, your calling, your business to help shape culture as the principles and the person of Jesus Christ. And that's what this podcast is all about. But today, we've got Dr. Robert Watkins, and he is, uh, well, you know what, I'm not going to give his resume briefly. Uh, Dr. Watkins, if you could just just take a moment and uh, set up our conversation by telling uh, our listeners a little bit about you from the ministry standpoint, from the business standpoint, what do you do, and uh, just introduce yourself to our listening audience. Well, thank you. Um, Again, my name is Robert Watkins, and I'm the CEO and founder of Conquer Worldwide, and we do several things, uh, Bishop. We, um, our ministry is called Kings and Priests, uh, in which we raise up leaders, train them, empower them in the area of business and finance and culture uh, to ensure that they have all of the financial and spiritual resources to, to move forward. And um, I'm an author as well. I've written several best-selling books. My newest book is called Never Chase a Paycheck Again, 
that is sold around the world in, in several different languages. Uh, we have a finance company and the CEO of Conquer Consulting in which we provide uh, various vehicles of financial resources um, in the area of business. Um, most likely those people that come to us are startups, those who are wanting to get into real estate or starting a franchise, but those who want to um, establish new streams of income. Uh, we provide financing for that, and we provide mentoring as well. So we've been doing this for about 20 years. Um, on the ministry side, uh, I preach in about 100 churches a year, and um, that is uh, what God has called me to, to do, which is to empower God's people in the area of business and finance. And I have a motto, and that is, nobody around me, if you're broke, you're not going to be broke very long, because broke is a temporary condition. <laughs> but poor, but being poor is a mindset. And so we change the mindsets of people, and when we change the mindsets of people in the, and turn their hearts towards God, then transformation can be seen in this natural realm. And that's our strategy, and it's very simple, and it's been working. Well, uh, Robert, thank you very much for, for providing that insight. And I'm going to uh, extract something from your uh, recent statement to kind of uh, give us a precursor to our first question that we have for you. I was actually on yesterday in a meeting with a mayor of a um, of an up and coming city, a pretty large city, uh, several hundred thousand people, and we were uh, meeting with him because we're going to be providing some strategic. Uh, planning and leadership development for uh, this particular city. And while we were there, one of the things he brought up was they had a particular initiative to train young men and young women and to give them a marketable skill that would give them, once they finished this training program, which is about eight months, it would give them a job where the minimum salary was $60,000. Now, that's in a South Carolina. Uh, $60,000 South Carolina is 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 twice the average income, the average annual income in South Carolina. And these were men and women who had had uh, some challenges in their life. Maybe they have a prison record, a minor prison record, a minor jail record. Maybe they didn't graduate high school. Maybe they have a misdemeanor on their uh, on their track record and so forth. So it's sort of a way to inter integrate or reintegrate men and women into, into society. And you know what he said to me? He said this program was an utter failure. And while we were dialoguing, one of the things I brought up to him was this. I said, you know, uh, Mayor, with all due respect, we can provide people as many opportunities as, as we can. But if people are seeing from an unhealthy perspective, they can never see a real opportunity. Until we change them on the inside, the opportunity is going to be mismanaged. And, I'm, and I brought that up, and certainly that conversation went in an entirely different direction with the mayor, but I brought that brief story up to uh, reinforce something that you said, that broke, being broke is temporary, but poverty is a mindset. Yeah. And uh, that, that, the reason why that program wasn't working is because of poverty. It wasn't because, uh, because the people did not have the ability to perform. It was because they were poor in their mentality. So if you could, starting off our conversation today, talk a little bit about why poverty as a mindset is antithetical to uh, the Christian faith, the Christian witness, and God's plan uh, for the believer. Well, that's, that's a great question. And everything starts with the mind. And I, and I know in, in, in religious circles, um, the heart is is key 
uh, to God, and God needs our heart. But Jesus said something very interesting. He said, where a man's treasure is, there his heart will be also. And one of the most treasured and prized possessions we have is the ability to think. And many of us have the wrong mindset. And, you know, there's 2,350 scriptures in the Bible on how to handle money, how to buy real estate, how to save it, how to grow it, how to give it, how to leave a lasting legacy. There's strategies that are right there in the Bible for our learning and for our teaching. And if you don't have that in your thinking, if you just think, well, it's just the Bible is just a fantasy or it's, uh, it's for somebody else, if you think those principles are not up for you in your mindset, if you're not a believer or you doubt those 2,350 scriptures, then you're believing whatever else you're believing is wrong. Because the 2,350 scriptures, that is truth. And it is truth as it relates to your life, to culture, to business, to finance, um, so that you, you have no excuse to be broke. But if you have, you have the wrong information in your mindset, and that will always lead to poverty, those 2,350 scriptures will lead you to prosperity, to peace, to wholeness, to, to getting the material wealth and blessing in your life. But if you don't have that in your mind, then it can't get in your heart. Because the way the Word of God says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And if you're not hearing the Word and getting in that Word, if it's not going through your mind into your heart, then it's, it can't affect your life. So if you don't have that as a foundation, as a, as a believer, then poverty is going, to be, is going to be knocking on your door. And here's the thing. It doesn't, poverty doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. I know a lot of people who have money but have a poverty mindset. And the results of that is, is that you will be broke, you, where things will begin to exit your life, and while you may have money but you won't have peace. And that's the very foundation of why the Word of God has to be the foundation as it relates to how you live your life and especially how you raise your kids and, and leave that lasting legacy. But those 2,350 scriptures, it's, it's vital to be a part of your mindset because now regardless of what the economic conditions are in America, regardless of what Wall Street says, regardless of what the Wall Street Journal says, regardless of what anybody says, I don't care what economic uh, a, a, a expert says, and given his analysis on what the economy is like, I'm not governed by what anyone in this world says. I'm governed by those 2,350 scriptures that tell me that God shall increase me more and more, that I am prosperous, that I am the apple of God's eye. He told me to possess the land. He told me all these wonderful things. If I will be faithful, I'll see these things. That's how I govern my life. And so regardless of what's going on in the economy, I always prosper. So, so Robert, with that being said, let's, let's take, the, uh, let's take the, uh, the negative side or the devil's advocate side uh, just for a moment to kind of help people grasp this because when people hear what you're saying, those of us who have a, an authentic and a comprehensive uh, biblical worldview, we understand what you're saying. But I'm pretty sure I have some listeners out there who are new to what you're saying, and maybe they've been influenced by the media or maybe that relatively small percentage of what they call prosperity preachers that are really only out there to really get your money uh, and they're 
using and twisting scriptures in order to get people to give so they can live this uh, this uh, this opulent lifestyle. So let's take the the the, uh, the devil's advocate side for a moment. And so I'm 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 over here and I've heard this this story. I don't I don't believe in prosperity preaching. I don't believe in prosperity. You know, God is not really into making a believer rich or wealthy. Uh, you know, those scriptures, people quote them, but they take them out of context. And, uh, you know, how, how that, I'm pretty sure over the course of 20-plus years you're doing this, I'm pretty sure you've encountered people who've had that kind of vantage point. How have you responded to them to help them see this the way they need to see it? Well, first of all, I don't believe in prosperity pep rallies. Um, I don't believe in... God is not a slot machine. I don't care how much money you give, you tithe, you give offerings. You can bring money to the church. God, that doesn't, that's not predicated upon God making you wealthy. You can, Jehovah Jireh never promised to pay off your bills. He never promised you money. There's nothing in the word of God that promises you money. We have to understand that. What it does say, we have to look at our responsibility for example, in Luke chapter 11, where it says, if you have not been faithful with unrighteous mammon or money, who can trust you with the true riches? So God is saying, I'm trying to get the true riches to you. What, is, what are the true riches? It's the anointing. It's the blessing. Uh, it's love. It's forgiveness. It's, it's, the, it's the things that uh, wisdom is supernatural knowledge. It's the gifting of God. It's the assignment of God, the favor of God the peace of God, all of those things are the things that God did promise, but he uses money as a test of your faithfulness. So that is a, that is a principle that, that God is not going to be not. He also said, if you'll be faithful to that which is least, I'll give you, I will give you more and greater responsibility. I will promote you based on how faithful you are with the little bit that you have right now. So these are it's not prosperity scriptures. These are principles in the word of God. There's only one interpretation, and that is what God has said. So we have to be careful who we listen to, which I agree. We have the arts and preachers out there that are certainly uh, of the devil. There are preachers out there that are certainly unscrupulous. They're not people of integrity. That's why you have to understand these scriptures that I'm talking about right now. You've got to understand them for yourself and get in the word for yourself and ask God to give you wisdom for yourself. And then when you do come across a bishop, uh, 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 Marcus, and he's preaching the word of God, you can say amen because it bears witness with your study. But the point of the matter is, is that you have to have knowledge of the scriptures yourself in order to see manifestation. So it doesn't matter if Someone is preaching and they got a Rolls Royce and they're wearing a $5,000 suit and they got an alligator shoes and they got a jerry curl in their head. It doesn't matter what they're saying. If I understand the truth for myself, deception comes in when you don't have any knowledge. So what deception you're saying, comes Robert, in I, when you have greed. Yeah, if I could interject for a second just to kind of clarify that uh, or not really clarify, just so I can uh, expound upon that for our listeners, what you're saying is if if a person is listening to what they quote unquote call a prosperity preacher or whether a person is has integrity or not, but if they've been influenced by another uh, another resource that they see 
prosperity as something that's deceptive, something that's manipulative, something that takes advantage of poor people, because we know we've heard all of this in, in the mass media, I mean, in various cases. So if I'm bankrupt in my own spiritual understanding, then basically I'm now being set up to embrace false doctrine, whether the person teaching it is teaching it correct or not. I have to, as a believer, come in with a biblical perspective, because if I don't, then I'm going to misinterpret what anybody is saying, whether they're speaking the truth of God or, or uh, correctly or incorrectly. Is that correct? I, and that is absolutely true. I remember a very popular preacher coming to my church back in the 90s, early 2000s, and I won't mention his name, but he was coming often, this whole money cometh type of scenario. And people were running to the steps in the front of the church, and they were giving this preacher money, and, and he was bragging about all of his real estate holdings and what his wife was wearing and what he was driving and, and how money was, was nothing to him. And I looked around, and I'm like, everybody here is broke. Wait a minute, there's only one person that's prospering here. Now, I have no problem with any preacher who's preaching the gospel prosperous. I'm a prosperous person. But what I have an issue with, if, if we're not empowering people with wisdom and knowledge so they can go out and achieve the manifestation that is promised in the Bible, then it's not God. And so God is in promotion. There's favor. You know, so God wants you, he wants us to have the knowledge. But if we're sitting under a preacher that is, that is charismatic, but if you're not growing, then that's not the place for you to be. So people ask me all the time, how do I know I'm in the right church? I know we're kind of getting off kilter a little bit, but let me ask you a question no, for no. you. How do you know you're in the right church? It's very simple. Ask yourself, am I growing? Am I growing spiritually? And if you're growing spiritually, we should also see some other manifestations, some other fruits of where you're saying you're going. For example, our ministry is called Kings and Priests. And so I tell my men is that, you should, be, you should have some greater amount of freedom from being a part of our ministry. You should have another level of financial freedom, another level of spiritual freedom, some emotional mm-hmm. freedom. There should be, I should be able to see some fruit of what we have been preaching. If there is no fruit after two, three, or four years, you're probably not in the right church, or you're just terribly unfaithful. But you have to understand where you are as a person. That's awesome. So really, if I, as a believer, if I give my tithe uh, to my local church, if I give an offering, you know, as Lord, the Lord prospers me, or if I respond to a special uh, invitation for sowing into a particular project or a particular endeavor, and if I do all of that from the integrity of my heart to honor God, honor his word, honor my local church, but if my thinking isn't changing, if the way I think about money, business, my profession isn't changing, I can be spiritually rich and then be materially poor. Am I, am I correct in that understanding? The, 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 the challenge with that is, is how is the intent? The Bible calls it a miss. You say when you, when you ask for these things, are you asking with the right motive? There is a popular teaching that is a part of the prosperity gospel, and it is do I, do I give to get? And they answer the question, well, yeah. Well, I'm not quite sure I buy into that. Correct. I give out of my love for God. Yes. 
I give because of God's goodness in my life. It's my responsibility to give back. Just like a child who grows up with an elderly parent, that parent is giving you life. It is your responsibility to take care of that. And if you're in a place of, uh, where, where God is blessing you, it is your responsibility to take care of the house of God. But the motive has to be love. So if the preacher is up there trying to raise money for a building fund, or to buy a new vehicle, or to do something in the children's ministry, or to buy a new church or a new church building. All those things are good things. But I give because I love God. And if you're giving out of greed, if you're giving because I want a Mercedes Benz, nothing's gonna, <laughs> you're going to stay the same. You may grow spiritually, but you're not going to grow materially because God doesn't care about your Mercedes Benz. God never Correct. promised you in the Bible a Mercedes Benz. He never promised you a house. He never promised you money. He never promised you anything tangible. But the blessing, the Bible says in Proverbs 10:22, that the blessing of the Lord makes you rich. So when I give, I give out of love, and as a result of that, God gives me the blessing. He empowers me with wisdom and understanding and, and health and peace. And as a result of that, I prosper in the natural. And that is the strategy that we have to engage, but it starts with, it can't, I, I'm not going to give this $100 to the church expecting to get $500 back. And that's what the prosperity gospel uh, has gone awry because that's just not biblically sound. Thank you for listening to the Culture Shapers podcast. Take a moment and find out more about our ministry by visiting thedanielcenter.org. Remember, you and I are not called to be made by the culture, but to shape the culture with the influence of Jesus Christ.